so i'm going to speak um on some very um sweet and at the same time very enlightening pastimes from the ramayan now these are not in any particular specific order just random sweetness and uh, some of the things that you know you may have never heard before but some of the things that you may have heard before but the understanding makes it a little more interesting and uh, it helps us meditate on these past times in a different way <clears throat> i'll start with a very um very sweet past time where um hanuman ji is coming back from lanka after meeting mother sita and at that point um he meets lord ram and lakshman and conveys a message to lord ram that you know he has found sita and all that and he gives her gives lord ram the chudamani of mother sita so ram is very touched by what hanuman chudamani is like a crest jewel that you know you put on top like this that's called a chudamani so that's like you know the sign um the a married woman puts always on her head that's um you know at least in the royal realms so that is the last jewel the so sita threw all the jewels except this one jewel you know so that's how important it was so she sent that jewel with hanuman ji as a proof that hanuman actually met her so when ram saw that he was very happy and very impressed with hanuman ji grateful to hanuman ji and hanuman uh, lord ram embraced hanuman ji now when lord ram embraced hanuman ji uh, he to, of course he told hanuman that i have nothing to offer you except this embrace so now in that embrace uh, a few things happen very interesting one very interesting thing ha- that happens is when the lord embraces hanuman's body hanuman really becomes so inspired by the fact that the lord actually touched my body that he decides that he will never quit the body because he says this body has been touched by the lord and embraced by the lord he actually takes a vow that he'll never die you know i mean you can imagine how um, how much hanuman valued that embrace of lord ram and the interesting thing is now if you see that same embrace in today's material world you know there's a, like a perverted reflection of that there was one girl who um, was uh kissed by a rock star in mumbai you know a very very famous rock star and this girl didn't have bath for 7 days just you know this is like a perverted reflection of that in the material world you know <laughs> so um uh, hanuman ji actually vowed never to die and if you see even now hanuman ji exists in the same body which has been touched by lord ram in the kimpurush loka so after that uh, hanuman ji touches the um, feet of lord ram you know seeking blessings and then lord ram wakes him up so to pick him up uh, lord ram touches hanuman ji's shoulders so when lord ram touches hanuman ji's shoulders hanuman tells the lord my dear lord stop there only let us remain like this forever you know so this uh, the acharya has explained is a very interesting way a devotee meditates on his connection with the lord so the, the hanuman is touching the feet of the lord and lord ram's hands are on the arms of hanuman what does it indicate dacher has explained that the idea is a devotee should always be holding the lotus feet of the lord with his hands so hanuman is tells ram if you pick me up you know if you pick me up then you will leave me 
you will touch you know once you pick up the person who is uh, bending down then you naturally leave, leave the person right you don't keep holding like that so hanuman ji tells ram you just keep holding me like that don't pick me up completely so what is that holding indicate the arms indicate ability of a person that means what the person can do you know you generally arms is a sign of action basically so hanuman is telling ram as long as my hand as my hands are at your feet your hands are on my shoulders so that means as long as the living entity takes shelter of the lord the lord gives the ability to the living entity to perform actions so this whole idea of hanuman ji that everything that i do is not done by me but actually empowered by the lord to do things that's the idea that is getting conveyed here that's the idea the acharyas emphasize the living entity should have actually so uh, lord tells hanuman ji in front of lakshman you know the the three of them are standing together and ram is telling that my dear hanuman i love you twice as much as lakshman so now as soon as the lord tells that um he asks lakshman did you feel bad that i you know that i'm telling hanuman that i love you love him twice as much as you you know lakshman says no of course not i don't feel bad because that's a reality and lakshman he actually tells the lord that hanuman is definitely two times better than me and he gives two reasons he says the first reason he says is i have served mother sita for 25 years literally you know served sita and ram for 25 years so lakshman says after 25 years of serving sita also i could not gain her trust she doubted me after 25 years you know at some point when when uh, the golden deer comes she there was a phase where sita actually doubts lakshman's character for one moment you know so lakshman says what i could not do for 25 years hanuman ji did in 2 minutes after you know hanuman met sita for the first time in 2 minutes he gained so much trust of sita that sita was ready to reveal all the confidential information to hanuman ji so he is lakshman is saying naturally he is two times better than me because what i couldn't do in 25 years he did it in 2 minutes and then lakshman gives another reason he says my service in you know, lakshman service in the spiritual world is that he is anantashish he is uh, the snake bed of lord lord uh, lord vishnu and as a snake bed as anantashish the role of lakshman is to carry the lord on his body basically that's his role so lakshman is telling lord ram that my service is that i carry you all the time but hanuman is so great that he carries you and me both so he is two times great you know so like that lakshman was seeing the good qualities in hanuman and then lord looked at hanuman ji and he asked him the same question he said when i say that you are two times better than lakshman you know what is your feeling about it how did you feel when i said that and hanuman ji gives his perspective this is very interesting how every devotee whether he is glorified or not whatever he knows to see that from the point of view of another devotee's greatness a devotee is somebody who doesn't look for glorification himself he always tries to um, pass on the glorification to others and look for every opportunity to uh, glorify other devotees so when lakshman uh, well lord ram asks him like that so lakshman uh, sorry hanuman ji gives his perspective of that statement so he says my dear lord you said that you love me twice as much as lakshman 
it only means that you love lakshman more so lord ram is saying how is that i am very clearly making a statement that i love you twice as much as lakshman how does it mean that i love him more so hanuman ji says whenever you say that i love someone like a lot general statement is i love this person more than my life so when you are saying that you love me twice as much as lakshman it means that lakshman is your life only so when you saying i love you twice as much as him you generally say i love you more than my life so you are when you are saying i love you twice as much as lakshman what you actually trying to say is that lakshman is non different from you and i am i am somebody else and therefore when you say that you love me twice as much as lakshman it only means that you love lakshman more so ram was amazed by you know the logic these two devotees were giving that's the that's the ramayan the greatness of uh, the scripture is not exactly only in the storyline the storyline is wonderful but within the storyline these insights that actually make the story and the characters of the story even more glorious and even more wonderful that's what makes the ramayan so special so um another very interesting episode um in the ramayan where lord ram um interacts with hanuman ji so uh, when uh, hanuman burns lanka and he comes back you know and ram is asking hanuman ji why did you burn lanka i never told you to burn lanka i only told you to give a message to mother sita why did you end up burning lanka hanuman ji tells lord ram my dear lord you only made me burn lanka <clears throat> so ram is telling are i never came over there i'm sitting in you know in the shore of the indian ocean you know how can you say that i made you burn lanka so hanuman ji gives a very interesting explanation of how actually ram inspired him to burn lanka so he tells lord ram that from the moment i left from here i always felt that you are guiding me through everything and for for hanuman ji the ring that ram gave to him to carry to mother sita that ring represented ram's shakti ram's energy ram's potency ram's empowerment everything so when hanuman ji was jumping across the ocean he actually you know there are some acharyas that explain that hanuman ji chanted the name of ram and he flew so quickly that by the time he finished when he started from uh, the mahendra parvat he started with r and by the time he finished m he had landed in lanka you know so that whole breath in one breath he jumped across the ocean you know of course now between that 700 and 800 mile ocean there are many things that happened you know but how do you explain he even had a conversation with couple of people he had conversation with um with the um, maina he had a conversation with surasa with simika and then how do you say that he held his breath dachar has explained that hanuman ji could speak through any hole of his body so from his mouth he held ram's name but when he was conversing with uh, with these people he was conversing from some other hole of the body basically so hanuman ji he when he when he jumped into lanka and he um, was you know in ravan's um, garden hanuman was looking constantly for some sign what ram wants him to do next because he already had accomplished his mission of talking to mother sita given her the ring and uh, the message now he wanted to you know return back but what he wants was looking for is is there anything that ram wants him to do more basically so of course he 
he felt hungry so he asked mother sita can i eat some fu- fruits over here you know so now this hunger in the ramayan is explained many in many pl- places there are many people who are very hungry in the ramayan and you know, if you actually study properly you know, really a lot of hungry people you know they will find there's a demon called virada who was really hungry there was a, there's a demon called kabanda he is so huge he only has a I mean, his body there's no face there's only two hands and a belly that's all only stomach you know and the stomach has a big mouth basically so he is a super hungry person and then you find hanuman ji meeting simhika who is also hungry he meets surasa who is also hungry there are too many people who are hungry and then hanuman ji comes over here to mother sita and tells her i am hungry you know so what is this hunger that the ramayan constantly brings out you know so the hunger the acharya has explained is at many levels there is physical hunger of the body of the which is you know satisfied by food then there is intellectual hunger for knowledge then there is uh, the hunger of the mind for um, something emotional an emotional connect and then there is a hunger of the soul for um, developing love for god connecting with god on a deeper level so when hanuman ji is asking telling mother sita i am hungry what hunger is he talking about he is definitely not talking about hunger on a physical level you know so hanuman ji when he jumped from um, um you know the ocean to meet mother mother sita the only thing he was thinking was he had only one need the need that he had was when he saw mother sita he wanted mother sita to call him as son you know the vatsalya bhav he wanted experience that was his need that was his hunger actually so mother sita told him i mean and naturally to experience that vatsalya bhav hanuman took a very tiny form when he came in front of mother sita like a really tiny form so naturally when you see somebody small the the motherly feeling comes out you know it's, it's very natural that you know you, you uh, have develop a vatsalya feeling when you see a small child or whatever so when sita hanuman ji came in front of mother sita uh, he took a very tiny form and mother sita was like really um, happy seeing hanuman ji in that small form you know so of course many other things happened i'll just go on to this particular section where hanuman ji asks for Uh, eating so her, sita tells him you eat any fruit over here so hanuman ji starts eating random all fruits over there in the garden and as she has hanuman ji eating all these demonesses who are guarding mother sita who are protecting mother sita they look at hanuman and they find that hanuman is uh, you know there's a monkey that it's eating fruits in the garden so now here is something very interesting that happens in sanskrit monkey is called by many names you know sometimes it's called kapi and sometimes it's called vanara and here in this particular uh, context look at the way in which the demonesses address hanuman instead of calling him any other uh, you know uh, um, synonym they use the word hari in sanskrit hari also means monkey interestingly so all the demonesses they start shouting hari 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 you know So now Hanuman is so excited that these people are taking Harinam, you know. Can you imagine the greatest joy for a devotee is when he sees that demons are taking Harinam, you know. So when Hanuman ji sees all the demons is chanting Harinam, Hanuman ji becomes really happy. He starts jumping from every branch, you know. And there's a whole commotion going on in the garden, you know. And then of course, um, you know, Ravan's army comes and tries to stop Hanuman and he beats up everybody. so like that ravan keeps sending one by one all his uh, soldiers he keeps killing everybody so hanuman is still looking for a sign what ram wants him to do so right now demons are coming and attacking so he is spontaneously killing basically 
So he still doesn't have a sign exactly what Ram wants him to do. So then he decides there is no point in uh, deciding what Ram wants me to do till I am um, I have freedom. So he says, let me lose my freedom. When I lose my freedom, that's when I'll know it's not my mind that wants me to do something, but it's actually Ram wanting me to do something. Then Indrajit shot that Brahmastra, which tied up Hanuman. So once Hanuman was tied up by the Brahmastra, immediately Hanuman said, this is it. This is the best thing that can happen to me. Because now I don't have any freedom, so I can't do anything on my own. Only what the Lord wants will happen automatically, you know. So that is the reason Hanumanji agreed to be tied by the Brahmastra. Actually, Hanuman had a, had a benediction from Lord Brahma that no astra can bind him. So actually, the Brahmastra was not binding him at all. But because Hanuman wanted to be tied, he allowed himself to be tied by the Brahmastra. And then, uh, you know, Indrajit dragged Hanuman to Ravan's court. So now, from Hanuman's point of view, everything that is going to happen from now onwards is Ram's will. Everything that is going to happen from now onwards is Ram's desire, basically. So he says, I am only have to be a cooperator, do nothing. Whatever Ram wants will happen. And then this whole discussion with Ravan happens and, you know, the uh, Ravana's people, they start making fun of Hanuman because he's a monkey over there, you know. So Hanuman just doesn't do anything. Um, as Hanuman uh, is being made fun of, everybody starts giving ideas what to do with the monkey, you know. Somebody tells, cut the tail of the monkey, you know, the pride of the monkey is in the tail, you know. Somebody says, do this, put him in boiling oil, whatever, you know. And then finally Vibhishan says, come on, he is a, a messenger, you can't treat him so badly. You have to let him go, you know. You can harm him a little bit, but you can't kill him. So then finally Ravan says, let's burn his tail. As soon as Ravan says that, Hanuman starts smiling, you know. Because he said, this is the will of the Lord, basically, you know. And then, can you imagine, the um, Ravan orders his people to get cloth. Ravan orders his people to get oil. Ravan orders his people to get fire. And they tie up the tail of Hanuman like anything. With so much cloth and so much oil dipped in it and all that. So Hanuman is wondering, just see how great the Lord is. The Lord wants me to do something. And through Ravan, he's arranging everything, basically. So that's when Hanumanji gets this idea that Ram wants me to burn Lanka, basically. And Hanumanji starts expanding his tail like anything. And, you know, kilos and kilos of ghee is put on the fire, on the tail and and uh, the cloth is being tied on the tail. Hanumanji is smiling all the time. And then finally when the enough cloth and enough oil is put and then they put the fire, Hanumanji's tail starts burning. Then Hanumanji releases himself. The Brahmastra is already, in, uh, you know, not working on him. He just jumps off. And then he puts the whole uh, Lanka on fire. So Ram, uh, so Hanuman tells Ram, my dear Lord, it's your desire that you wanted to put, uh, set uh, the you know Lanka on fire, and you executed the desire through Ravan only. So then, of course, Ram had no uh, argument against that because it, what Hanumanji said made a lot of sense. So while Hanuman was in Lanka, he met Vibhishan for a few moments. Now here was. Um, um, Hanuman's experience of Lanka. So as soon as Hanuman entered Lanka, Hanuman felt very strongly that this whole Lanka is like a, um, like a, you know, I'm okay, don't worry. I, I, don't, I don't need water. Don't worry. Relax. <laughs> so this whole Lanka is like a, um, 
like a temple so this was hanuman's first feeling you know so he was feeling that every home in lanka is a temple actually valmiki he had, he mentions this that every uh, palace and every home in lanka looked like a temple now we might wonder there is no connection of temple with lanka at all because absolutely there is no question of any deity being worshiped in lanka you know so the reason that hanuman ji feels that every home in lanka is a temple is because there is one devata one demigod that is worshiped throughout lanka this is known as sharir devata they worship the body basically you know so every person in lanka is worshiping their own body and therefore every house is a temple because it's a house for sense gratification you know where the body is worshiped like anything so there was only one house in lanka which was different from all other houses and that was the house of vibhishan so in one sense all the other houses were similar but there was one house that was different and hanuman burnt all the houses of lanka except this one house because this is the only house where sharir devata is not worshiped and it is dachar has explained why did hanuman burn every house because ultimate destination for the body is to be burnt only the body ultimately has to be burnt so the sharir the body is a temple but ultimately the temple has to be burnt only and so hanuman thought that if anyway these people have to be burnt in the end why not burn it now only so he burnt everybody all the houses in lanka basically so uh, i mean behind every small thing that happens in the ramayana there is a big reason you know so it's not that these these things just happen haphazardly you know without any reason you know there is a lot of reasoning and there's a lot of very deep uh, understanding behind everything that happens so when hanuman is uh, with mother sita when he actually sees mother sita for the first time there is something very interesting that happens in that whole uh, episode so when hanuman reaches mother sita he is sitting on top of the tree he taken a very tiny form and he sees sita below she is in a very sad situation very despondent at that time ravan comes over there and when ravan comes into that place you know the seven demonesses are respecting him and there's a lot of commotion going on sita is like least bothered so ravan is telling her you know i'm giving you last chance you have to marry me sita is like least bothered and sita does something very interesting sita takes a piece of grass which is somewhere on the side of her she takes a piece of grass she shows the grass to ravan and throws it in between them she throws it throws the piece of grass between her and ravan you know so now ravan is wondering why did she throw the piece of grass over here dachar has explained there are 13 reasons why sita threw that piece of grass you know and just just imagine you know how the ramayana is everything that happens in it there is like a much deeper reason you know so one of the reasons that sita throws that piece of grass is she's thinking that this fellow is a parapurush he is not my husband you know so ideally i should not be looking at him only and he should not be looking at me there should be like a parda you know the royal palaces royal women they always have a parda which doesn't allow strangers to look at them you know so she says i don't have a parda over here so i'm putting this piece of grass you know which represents the parda then she says then she's thinking that ultimately this may this fellow may be a demon but that still he is a guest because he has come to my house, my place now this right now ashok vatika that tree is her house basically because he has come to my house i have to give him a place to sit at least 
so she is giving that grass sit on this grass you know and then uh, another reason um, she she wants to say is she wants to tell him that right now you may have be having swarna lanka you know this golden lanka and so much opulence so much wealth and all that you know she is telling him when my husband comes and kills you or destroys a whole city the only and you will fall down you will only have this piece of grass stuck in your mouth you know she saying get used to this <laughs> and she is telling the another reason that sita is thinking about why she is throwing that piece of grass is is because she is telling that people like you who have a animalistic mentality you know probad calls it this saeva gokhara you know the whole mindset of being animalistic so since you are anyway have an animalistic mindset might as well start eating grass now only you know so like that you know because anyway you're going to get a body of a animal next life you know and then she wants to also convey the fact that she's telling that um in the previous incarnation you know lord ram had incarnate as vamana dev and in the incarnation of vamana dev there's one episode that happens where uh shukracharya so bali maharaj is offering these three pieces of land to vamana dev and to offer those three pieces of land bali maharaj takes this kamandalu this you know uh, pot and water pot and she he is sprinkling the water on his hand to fulfill his promise to bali maharaj to vamana dev so while he is uh, you know turning the water pot and trying to sprinkle water on his hands shukracharya bali maharaj's guru he doesn't want him to give those three pieces of land to vamana dev so shukracharya takes a, a very tiny form of a bug and goes and um, blocks that water pot yeah he takes a form of a bug and goes and blocks that sprout of the water pot to uh, preventing the water from coming out so bali maharaj is trying to pour the water the water is not coming out only so vamana dev understands what's happening so vamana dev picks up a grass from the you know floor and that grass becomes a brahmastra and vamana dev pokes that uh, sprout era and when vamana dev pokes the sprout shukracharya becomes blind in one eye and shukracharya comes out and then bali maharaj fulfills the promise so sita is telling Ra- ravan for my for my husband this blade of grass can become a brahmastra so you better be careful she is telling him you know don't think that this blade of grass is a ordinary blade of grass you know and then another reason sita throws her blade of grass is to tell ravan that ram in his previous incarnation as narsingdev came out from a pillar so she is telling ravan you are saying that ram cannot come here but my husband can come out from anywhere he can come out from this grass also you know so like that she is telling ravan i mean can you imagine such a small act of throwing a piece of grass in between her and ravan but there is so much that sita is trying to convey to ravan and hanuman ji is sitting on top of the tree and he is observing all this so hanuman ji's respect for mother sita really really increases at that point because all this while the two months that the monkeys have been searching for mother sita hanuman ji has been having a very very uh, disturbing thought the thought that hanuman ji is having was he's thinking why are we spending so much time to find this one girl you know to find this one lady why millions of monkeys are searching and spending so much time you know so he is thinking just on the back of his mind this is going on constantly and of course hanuman ji is a brahmachari so he doesn't understand the whole whole thing about you know love and all that so he's always been thinking why is ram so much obsessed about 
it is one lady why so much trouble all of us are taking you know so he's always been having that thought for the last two months as the search has been going on but today when he sees mother sita for the first time actually personally as soon as he looks at her his thought changes and his thought now is how did lord ram live for 10 months without her so his thought completely changes you know he's thinking how the hell did ram manage it how did ram live managed to live for 10 months without mother sita there was just the power of one glance of mother sita actually and anuman ji's whole mindset changed his perspective towards who sita is changed and his perspective towards the effort that they actually put into find her has changed so um after ravan leaves from there you know ravan tells sita that i'm giving you you know um one more month and if you don't surrender i'm going to kill you and you know whatever he he really irritates her a lot and he goes away so sita now she is getting really bugged so she decides no point in living like this so she decides to actually commit suicide so she is tying up her you know uh, her hair around her neck and she is going to hang herself on the tree actually so now hanuman ji is sitting on the other tree only now he is thinking how, how do i help her now so just imagine the situation in which hanuman is now hanuman has spent two months literally two months searching for this person and he has crossed the whole ocean 800 miles jump you know across to find her and finally after millions of monkeys have been searching she, he actually found her and look at what she is doing she is actually committing suicide and hanuman is thinking what do i do now see when you are excited about something generally you don't think so much in in your excitement you know you, i mean you just forget to be sensitive many times and especially an excited monkey is definitely insensitive you know i mean excited human beings are insensitive and excited monkeys are definitely insensitive so if any other monkey was in hanuman ji's place they would have jumped in front of sita so hanuman ji thinks if i jump in front of her she might actually think i am ravan only who's come disguised as a monkey so she might leave that you know uh, her hair and she might actually commit suicide faster so hanuman ji saying i can't jump in front of her because that will scare her too much so just see how much sensitivity is there in his thoughts you know in his actions everything he does there is a lot of sensitivity in it so many people just think hanuman is powerful but along with being being powerful he is also sensitive generally powerful people are not sensitive and sensitive people are not powerful you know it's the combination of power and sensitivity is there in hanuman which makes him very special so hanuman ji is thinking what is it that will inspire sita at this point so thinking like that hanuman ji actually starts chanting the ramayana narrating the ramayana so in the ramayana there have been three suicide attempts you know just for your information you know. now you might think that suicide is a new thing you know no it's an age old thing many people have tried suicide but in the ramayana itself there are three suicide attempts but all the three suicide attempts get saved by a very interesting way you know so the first suicide attempts is when all the monkeys are you know trying to find sita they come across the shore of the indian ocean and they they have no hope so all the monkeys decide might as well die instead of going back to you know sugriv because sugriv is going to kill us anyways so they say might as well die over here and then the idea that they get is if anyway we are going to die might as well chant ramayana and die so all the monkeys are reciting ramayana you know little by little sharing the stories and that time they they start speaking the story of jatayu 
and as soon as they take the name of jatayu sampati the brother of jatayu hears that and then he comes and tells them you know are i am the brother of jatayu and then that's how sampati actually uh, shows them where sita is and that's how the first suicide attempt all of them get saved you know this is the second suicide attempt where mother sita is trying to commit suicide you know and then again hanuman ji is reciting ramayan the third suicide attempt happened much later when bharat when he sees ram has not come back from uh, from the exile he has told ram that i will commit suicide if you don't come back on time you know so he is going to jump into the fire there also hanuman ji he comes uh, you know and then he recites the ramayan again saves bharat so that means if anybody is contemplating suicide might as well once recite ramayan maybe your mind will change you know <laughs> so this is something that i always suggest to people try this new technique of trying to save people from suicide <laughs> so uh yeah so hanuman ji he is reciting uh, ramayan and mother sita is hearing this now she really feels connected to the voice so she can't see hanuman ji because hanuman ji takes a very tiny form and he is hiding behind a leaf you know there's a big leaf and behind that hanuman is hiding and he is reciting ramayan so now sita when she hears the narration of ramayan she feels very inspired and she wants to see who is speaking then she keeps looking on top and she's not able to find the speaker you know the acharya has explained this is the ideal mood of hearing hari katha or ram katha of speaking hari katha ram katha actually that means the speaker should keep himself hidden and keep ram and krishna in the front but today speakers if you see they keep themselves in the front and keep ram and krishna hiding hiding behind them you know i mean if you look at the billboards and of bhagavat saptah and all in india you know massive posters the the speaker's photo is like maximum and somewhere in one corner krishna's photo is there you know so that's like keeping themselves in the front and keeping krishna behind basically so um so sita becomes very eager to see hanuman see the speaker so she keeps looking and then finally hanuman sees that sita is lo- looking for him he jumps in front of her so when hanuman jumps in front of mother sita sita kind of gets a little uh, perturbed i mean anybody would get bewildered when a monkey jumps in front of you suddenly you know so she just turns her face away you know just for one moment so much later when they are in ayodhya sita asks hanuman ji this question she tells hanuman ji my dear hanuman when uh, we met for the first time when you came in front of me for the first time i turned my face away from you did you feel bad about it so she asks him did you feel bad about it so hanuman ji tells her my dear mother don't worry i didn't feel bad at all he tells her something very interesting he tells her what was worth hearing you heard and what was not worth seeing you didn't see now so hanuman ji told mother sita that what was worth hearing you heard and what was not worth seeing you didn't see so that's a very a uh, interesting way of putting it you know so he hanuman is so humble that he doesn't really want um, you know glorification of himself or any appreciation for himself basically so sita um, she looks at hanuman and you know there's they have a conversation so hanuman tells her that i'm i'm the messenger of lord ram and you know he gives her the ring um, even when hanuman ji gives her the ring there is a very interesting way in which he gives the ring So generally if you want to give the ring you give it like this you know you, you put the ring in somebody's hand like that but hanuman ji holds it like this he gives the ring in his palm and he holds it why because he wants sita to pick up the ring the reason is when you give like this 
that means you are the giver the giver is greater than the taker basically he's giving you know but when hanuman ji holds a ring like this he is not giving sita is taking from him basically so hanuman ji doesn't get that pride of being a giver basically so hanuman ji is so sensitive even in the smallest of small facts basically so then uh, finally hanuman ji gives her the message of, of lord ram and tells her that you know ram is uh, send me um, so he tells her why don't you come with me i will take you to lord ram forget this whole lanka business you know sita tells her no 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 i can't come with you so hanuman ji asks her why you can't come with me you know sita gives so many reasons so sita tells her tells hanuman ji that i get scared of heights if you carry me over the lung, over the ocean i get scared of heights hanuman ji laughs you know he tells her how did you come you came from heights only and now you're getting scared of height go back then he tells her then she tells him no 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 the actual reason is um when you carry me demons will attack you and while demons when you're fighting with the demons you might forget me and i might fall into the ocean i'm i'm scared of that so hanuman ji starts laughing again and he tells her that my dear mother you are bhumi suta that means you are born from the earth so ocean is a part of the earth so you don't have to get scared of the ocean because it's like you know it's your mother so hanuman ji uh, so sita tells hanuman ji no actually the, there's another reason she says the actual reason is that um, you are not my husband you are parapurush so i can't touch you you know so hanuman ji again starts laughing he tells i am your son for a mother to touch the son is not a problem you know then sita actually finally gives him the real reason why she doesn't want to come with him she tells him when the history of the ramayan gets written my history of lord ram gets written what will the historians write a demon carried sita from ram and brought her to lanka and a monkey took her back from lanka to ram what did ram do so sita is saying when the history gets written there will be no credit no glory to my husband so she says therefore i don't want to come with you let ram come and rescue me i want the glory of rescuing me to go to ram so then hanuman ji understands this you know so then sita is thinking when she is looking at hanuman ji i say hanuman is talking all these big big things i'll carry you back and all that you know but hanuman is so tiny he has taken a very tiny form right so sita doesn't want to ask him directly how will you carry me you are so small so she asks him indirectly she asks him are all the monkeys of ram's army your size only indirectly she is asking that are you sure you are saying ram will come and rescue me what will he do with the army of lilliputs you know all small small guys you know so then hanuman ji actually understands her concern and then he shows his huge form you know vikato roop dhari lanka jalave you know huge form he shows and now sita looks at his huge form she gets confused and she asks him a very interesting question she asks hanuman ji what is your original size are you small or are you big <laughs> this imagine somebody's size keeps changing all the time you know i'm i'm sure it happens you know everywhere you know, people's um body sizes keep changing sometimes dieting and sometimes they become big and this and that so if when somebody's size keeps changing you don't you you so sita wants to know what is your original size hanuman gives a very interesting answer hanuman ji this actually shows hanuman ji's humility and his mindset so hanuman ji tells mother sita that my original size is that i am small i am insignificant but for the mission of the lord i can take any size this actually shows um, what the definition of humility is see many times when in the hari krishna moment our understanding of humility is so 
wrong you know so you tell somebody do this seva and he, first thing they say prabhu ji i am useless you know i am insignificant what i can do i am useless you know so in the name of humility actually we are being lazy basically you know we are trying to avoid uh, uh, responsibility but look at hanuman ji's uh, answer here he is telling her originally i am insignificant my original size is that i am small i am insignificant that means by my own i can't do anything but he says for the mission of the lord i can take any size which size means responsibility so which essentially means if the lord wants me to do something i can do anything i can achieve any big thing for the lord so that's what humility is humility is not the fact that i am useless you know because when we read chatan charitamrita when we read all our scriptures there is repetitively this whole concept of being insignificant you know krishnadas kaviraj goswami he calls himself lower than the worm in stool you know so we relate to that very much we say are i am also but our relating with that is on a very mechanical and external level what these acharyas actually feel krishnadas kaviraj may be saying krishna kaviraj goswami may be actually saying that i am insignificant like a worm in stool but look at what he did when he was 90 years old at the age of 90 he wrote the entire chatan charitamrita that's that's impossible he did an impossible mission when he was 90 so though the great acharyas they feel they are insignificant it's not that they do actions that are insignificant their actions are very significant so hanuman ji is feeling that i am insignificant but what he is doing is very significant therefore he says very clearly i am originally very small and insignificant but for the mission of the lord i can take any size so that shows the mood of a, of an acharya so sita gets really impressed with hanuman ji and then uh, hanuman ji you know goes ahead and does you know, what he needs to do burns the whole city of lanka and af- after he burns the whole city of lanka uh, while he's burning also he's feeling he's thinking you know i'm burning the whole city but why am i not getting burnt in fact he doesn't feel any burning in his tail also so he is meditating why am i not feeling burning sensation in my tail and then he realized that the only reason i'm not feeling any burning sensation in my tail is because mother sita is praying for me mother sita's grace is on me therefore i'm not feeling the burning sensation so finally he finishes burning the whole lanka and then he goes and stands on top of a mountain you know and he is observing the whole city burning and suddenly he sees there is a whole intense rain happening you know intense downpour so he gets really upset on indra he says come on whose side are you are you on ravan side or on ram side you know i have just burned the whole city and you are raining over here indra tells hanuman ji my dear hanuman observe carefully i am not raining water i am raining petrol you know increase <laughs> burning the whole city faster basically so all the demigods assist the lord in his mission you know when his devotee is trying to do something So Hanuman ji is very impressed with what he has done, and then finally he jumps back. So uh, before he leaves, Mother Sita actually gives Hanuman ji a ultimatum. Actually, so he tells her, "I'm leaving back." So Sita tells Hanuman ji, "When you're going back to Lord Ram, tell him give him a message of mind." She tells him, "Tell Lord Ram that if he doesn't come to rescue me within thirty days, I will die. I will commit suicide." And so Hanuman ji is anxiety now. because there is a countdown that begins basically in 30 days he has to, ram has to come and rescue her it's not a easy mission so now many people feel the ramayan is a very boring book you know no excitement in it 
look at how much excitement is there if you know how to find it you know so when you actually look at the ramayan from the point of view of the acharyas and with with a proper understanding there is so much excitement in it so uh, hanuman uh, hanuman ji tells mother sita yes we will come back in 30 days and he jumps now as hanuman ji is jumping the countdown has already begun so hanuman ji reaches where the monkeys are all the monkeys are waiting for hanuman ji to come and then they run start running towards kishkinda so they are on the shore of the indian ocean they start running all the way in towards hampi karnataka it takes them 3 days to reach uh, hampi to reach karnataka so they are all running at full speed it takes them 3 days so now as when they reach the borders on the entrance of uh, the uh, kishkinda kshetra all the monkeys they enter into sugriva's garden which is known as madhuvan so sugriva has a very special garden which is private which is his private garden into which none of the monkeys are allowed to enter but as i said excited monkeys you, they are very insensitive you know they don't know what to do so all the monkeys they were so excited that they found sita they ran into this garden the guard tried to stop them they threw the guard aside and they ran into the garden they started eating all the fruits over there and enjoying themselves like anything breaking everything so this guard went running to sugriva and he told him the monkeys have gone into your garden and they are creating havoc over there sugriva tells him don't worry if they have gone into the garden and creating havoc means definitely they have found sita so sugriva understands monkey mindset very well you know so he tells you know lord ram surely they have found sita so now after they eat sufficiently and they have really enjoyed themselves they come to lord ram and all the monkeys are so excited to tell ram that they found sita they come in a line and each monkey comes in front of lord ram and he out of excitement you know i mean just imagine the monkey is so excited they actually slap ram on his back you know and tell him i found sita you know ram looks at the monkey and says you know did you find sita he says no and then he goes back another monkey comes and hits ram and i found sita so now all the monkeys come and beat ram one by one you know and then finally hanuman ji's turn comes you know and ram asks him at least did you see sita you know and then hanuman ji says yes so the acharya is explained that if the monkeys had not taken out their energy on that uh, in the madhuvan forest you know all their energy they would have used all the energy on beating up ram over there you know ram would have had a tough time <laughs> so finally hanuman ji uh, you know gets this whole um, opportunity to explain to ram what exactly happened over there in sita's uh, in uh, when he met mother sita and then ram is very happy and this whole conversation continues so um the countdown is that now by the time they reach lord ram it's already 3 days up so ram tells sugriva and his whole monkey army let's go to south so the whole monkey army now proceeds towards the southern um, uh, tip of india so now it takes them 12 days to reach the southern tip of the indian ocean So now, while running, the monkeys ran in three days, but while coming down, it took twelve days. The reason was because there was a huge army. It was like a massive, it was millions and millions of monkeys for them to move towards the, the, uh, the southern tip of India. So it took them twelve days. So totally about fifteen days over now from the allocated thirty days. Then now the question was how the whole army is going to cross the Indian Ocean. now the 800 mile ocean was not easy for every monkey to cross there were three or four monkeys that could actually jump but most of the monkeys didn't have the ability to jump that far so they had to devise a way so vibhishan told lord ram that the best thing is we ask the ocean god to cooperate 
and if the ocean god cooperates then it's easy for us to you know either build a bridge or walk across the ocean whatever so then vibhishan advises ram please pray to the ocean god so then ram starts praying to varunadeva so he prays for 3 days and after 3 days also this ocean god doesn't come out only so ram gets really upset and angry on varuna so he tells lakshman get my bow and arrow some people don't understand by you know kindness you have to show them action so he wants to dry up the whole ocean with his with his bow and arrow so now lakshman when ram tells him get my bow and arrow lakshman only gets the bow he doesn't get the arrow ram is asking what will i do with the bow where is the arrow you know then lakshman goes and gets a very small arrow so ram asks lakshman what nonsense what will i do with such a small arrow i want to dry up the whole ocean and then finally lakshman very very hesitatingly gets the other arrow dachar has explained why lakshman hesitates this is a very deep uh, you know connection a very far fetched connection actually it is explained that when um, bharat came to lord ram in chitrakoot in you know um, after the ram was exiled bharat came and took away the uh, the footwear of lord ram you know the paduka of lord ram and every single day bharat would worship the paduka of lord ram in the sarayu river so that means every single day the sarayu river was being filled with the dust of the lotus feet of lord ram's uh, footwear so the water from the sarayu river would invariably enter into the ocean and na- naturally the ocean got purified because of the dust of the lotus feet of ram entering into it every day so lakshman is thinking if ram dries up the ocean the ocean is such a great devotee he has the dust of the feet of lord ram so therefore lakshman doesn't want the ocean to get dried up basically now can you imagine what a what a what a connection it is you know how the devotees are so in sync with what other devotees greatness is and what other other devotees blessings are so they're trying to protect each other basically so sometimes when the lord gets angry on one devotee the other devotees try to come and somehow protect him you know just like in the case of um, um, uh kalakrishna das and chaitanya jatamar we find you know lord chaitanya was angry on kalakrishna i told him get him out from here but all other devotees didn't leave him they actually engaged him in in lord chaitanya's service you know so that's how the devotees end up protecting each other so finally you know um the lord got really upset and angry on the ocean god and as he was uh, almost on the verge of burning up the ocean god he was staring at the ocean so intensely just the stare of lord ram was so intense that the ocean began to boil and all the fishes and all the you know uh, even the most um, the, the biggest of fishes started coming out started surfacing because they couldn't he- handle the heat inside you know that's when the ocean god realized that now i can't do anything i have to come out so he came out and surrendered himself he told lord ram my dear lord you know i'm sorry you know I, please do whatever you want i'll facilitate and then lord ram instructed to build a bridge so then the building of the bridge began so now by this time 3 days were over so it became 15 plus 3 18 days are up of the 30 days then the building of the bridge began so the whole bridge which was a 800 mile long and 80 mile wide bridge was built in a matter of 5 days can you imagine you know 800 mile long and 80 mile wide bridge built in 5 days by the whole monkey army of lord ram and um, of course there are so many beautiful incidents that happened during the building of the bridge one very sweet incident that happens is when um um two two incidents actually 
of course there are many but i'll focus on two one is the squirrel incident that we all know of you know the squirrels wanted to offer seva to lord ram also and they started coming you know to throw their little pebbles into the ocean so every time the squirrels would come in you know hanuman ji and all the monkeys would get disturbed because you know you stamp on these squirrels and they die you know so hanuman ji was you know told all these squirrels just get lost from here why are you disturbing our seva you know so hanuman ji when lord ram happened to see that and he asked hanuman why are we building the bridge so hanuman says and what a question this is you know we are building the bridge because so that we can go and kill ravan over there so ram tells hanuman ji i am sitting in the heart of ravan as paramatma i can just switch off his heart he'll die you know so he asks hanuman why are you building the bridge hanuman ji says so that the whole monkey army can go across the ocean so ram says if i want i can drive up the ocean why do you need to build a bridge hanuman ji gets confused he asks ram my dear lord why are you building the bridge you only tell me you know so ram tells him we are building the bridge so that we can engage you in service and then he says just like you need seva even the squirrels need seva the quantity of what you do and quantity of what they do may be different but the intention of what you do and the intention of what they do are exactly the same for me externals don't matter but the intention with which any action is done matters so then the lord then hanuman ji understands you know what ram meant so as these monkeys are building the bridge you know they were just chanting the name of lord ram and the stones were floating you know so ram was thinking this is an amazing technique you know this is a new technology you know stones floating in the ocean just chanting name of ram so he said let me also try so he took one one stone and he went very far away like a corner where nobody could see you know him trying it out so he took a stone chanted his own name threw it into the ocean and the stone sank so ram was totally bewildered you know he took another stone just to you know see if he's doing it in the wrong way he again chanted his own name and threw it into the ocean again the stone sank so ram was really you know um, i mean he was confused he said how is it happening these monkeys i will do i can't do so hanuman ji saw this whole thing and he was standing at the back he started laughing he's telling the lord my dear lord you can't do it so ram asked him why i can't do it he tells when we chant the name, when chant your name and throw it into the ocean the stones are so excited that they float out of that excitement you know that your name has been chanted and they have been empowered by your name but when you throw the stone into the ocean the stone actually feels disheartened that you have thrown him away because somebody who has been rejected by the lord there is no hope except to die you know so the the stone commits suicide jumps into the water and drowns basically you know so ram understands this is not something i should interfere in and he just walks away from the whole bridge building episode so the entire bridge gets built in um you know 5 days so it's 18 days plus 5 days it's 23 days now and then the war begins the entire ram ravan war lasts exactly for 7 days on the 7th day which is the last day of the war last day of the 30 days also ram kills ravan so can you imagine what a climax it is it's building up building up building up exactly on the 30th day when sita is told and i will only wait for 30 days ram kills ravan and then they rescue mother sita but that's not all that's not where the climax ends because the day the 30th day happens when ram ram kills ravan that happens to be the last day of the 14 years of exile and bharat has given a uh, warning to lord ram that if you come even one day late i will commit suicide now ram has saved sita now he has to go and save bharat 
But Ram was thinking, how do I go all the way back to Ayodhya in a matter of few hours? So therefore, he borrows Pushpakimano of Vibhishan. He tells Vibhishan, can you, you know, give me the plane so that I can go to Ayodhya immediately? I have to save Bharat from dying. And Vibhishan gives the Pushpakimano. And Ram enters the Pushpakimano along with Mother Sita. And then he calls all the monkeys to enter. And when the monkeys enter, thousands of monkeys are entering. The Pushpakimano starts expanding. The Pushpakimano is not like Southwest Airlines or, you know, anything of... what we have it expands according to the number of passengers so pushpakimana expanded and then it took off uh, ram is showing mother sita all the places that uh, he happened to be when after sita was kidnapped basically he shows a place where ravana was killed he shows the bridge and so many things that happened on the way and then finally they reach the kishkinda kshetra so when they reach kishkinda sita tells lord ram that if you are going to get coronated in ayodhya I want all the monkey women also to come. I can't go to Ayodhya without the monkey women. So Ram tells her, you know, Bharat is going to die over there. We don't have time to, you know, do all this. So Sita says nothing doing. If the monkey women don't come, then I also won't come. So Ram tells her, come on, you know, women take time to get dressed up. I don't know how long monkey women are going to take time, you know. So Sita says nothing doing. So then Ram had no choice. The Pushpakimana came down. and the whole monkey woman army also got into the pushpakimana again the pushpakimana expanded you know then finally the pushpakimana was flying and they reached the ashram of bharadwaj muni so when they reached the ashram of bharadwaj muni uh, ram told uh, hanuman ji i need to get down here because i have promised bharadwaj muni that before i go back to ayodhya i will visit him visit his ashram but he tells i still have to save bharat so he tells hanuman ji you go ahead and you tell bharat that i am coming and make sure that he doesn't you know commit suicide before i reach so hanuman ji goes ram tells hanuman ji before he goes that i want you to ensure one thing i want you to ensure that bharat really wants me to come because after 14 years anybody can get attached to the kingdom attached to being a king you know so ram tells hanuman ji i want you to look at bharat's eyes when you're conveying this news that i'm coming back So, if you find in his eyes even a little hesitance or little attachment, you tell me, I will never come back to Ayodhya. So Hanuman ji goes, and then when he reaches over there, Bharat has lit a huge fire, and he is about to jump into the fire, you know, because he is feeling that Ram is not going to come back. So just when he is going to jump into the fire, Hanuman ji reaches over there, and then Hanuman ji begins the Ramayan, you know, and then when Bharat hears the Ramayan being recited, he understands that Ram is coming. he doesn't jump then hanuman ji comes and tells bharat that ram is just about to come and he looks at the eyes of bharat and he finds so much gratitude and so much excitement in the eyes of bharat he realizes bharat is is definitely an exalted devotee we shouldn't doubt him then hanuman ji goes back to where lord ram is and over there when uh, hanuman ji reaches back all everybody is eating and all the monkeys and all the uh, you know devotees over there are all eating prasad and interestingly there is no plate for hanuman ji to eat you know all the patal all the plates are all gone so hanuman ji is like you know he doesn't have any food to uh, plate plate to eat so ram calls hanuman ji and he makes hanuman, hanuman sit in front of him and you know what he does he takes a finger and puts a line on his plate his own plate and he tells hanuman this side of the plate you eat this side i'll eat and the it is explained that that is from that mo- time onwards in the banana leaf there is a, there is a line in between you know if you have seen the banana leaves 
that line is lord ram's finger you know drawn between so that shows a love that ram has for hanuman you know such uh, gratitude and love that he is ready to share his own plate with uh, with hanuman ji so then they all eat and then they go back to ayodhya and uh, as they are on their way back you know the pushpa kumar is descending into ayodhya the news has already reached ayodhya that ram is coming the whole city is lit up with you know all kinds of lights and it's such a beautiful experience uh, ram is descending the lights indicate something very important the lights indicate that all the citizens of ayodhya are telling lord ram now ignorance is over in ayodhya why ram was made to leave ayodhya because there was ignorance mantra you know he she put in a lot of ignorance into the city that ignorance represents darkness and the lights represent that now the time of ignorance is over the whole city is lighted up all of us are in knowledge and we are welcoming you back to ayodhya and now we promise you that now there will be no more darkness in ayodhya that's the whole you know understanding of the lights so when ram comes in then the whole coronation ceremony starts taking place so many beautiful things that happened in the coronation ceremony at the end of the whole coronation ceremony um ram is giving gifts to all the monkeys every person who served him because now all these days he had nothing to give them you know i mean they were just doing it without any remuneration as such but the but ram felt i need to reciprocate some way so he started giving gifts to every monkey you know something or other then finally when the sita called hanuman ji and she actually gave her a diamond necklace that she herself was wearing to hanuman ji as a gift hanuman ji took that necklace and he started looking at it from all directions and he did something interesting he broke that pendant you know the necklace he broke it into half people are wondering what's going on you know i mean when somebody gives you a gift you don't start breaking the gift in front of the person right so hanuman ji started breaking it in small pieces looking from this side looking from that side so people are wondering what is going on over here then finally ram asked hanuman ji what are you doing so hanuman tells ram that for me anything is valuable if it has sita ram in it inside this diamond i couldn't find anywhere sita ram so it's useless for me through it so then one of the citizens asked hanuman if you don't find sita ram in your heart you will you know break your heart also right in front of everyone hanuman opened his chest and in the heart of hanuman actually people could see sita ram manifested so you know the the attachment that hanuman ji had for lord ram was so intense that he couldn't connect with anything when with, with, with there was no uh, uh, presence of the lord so then uh, finally um, the lord was very very happy with hanuman ji's uh, attitude so things started settling down and um, at some point of course many many things happened all the other monkeys you know the ram told them you go back to uh, kishkinda so all the monkeys told uh, lord ram my dear lord we don't want to go back we want to stay with you only so ram says no you should go back and he sends all of them and he tells them from now onwards kishkinda is not your place it is my place and when you live rule over there and you live over there and all the activities that you do over there it's not going to be mundane activities but it's going to be devotional service because you're going to do it as an offering to me so he sends all the monkeys back <clears throat> and then you know life settled down in ayodhya <clears throat> many beautiful things happened while uh, all the uh, you know the devotees are in ayodhya um one of the things that happens is at some point all the devotees 
they actually start feeling that um hanuman is doing everything and we are not getting to do any seva you know so practically from morning to night hanuman is doing all the services and these devotees are not getting to do anything so the devotees start complaining to mother sita saying that you know this is too much you know hanuman is doing everything so mother sita says let's make a list of all the services they actually make a whole list from morning to night all the services to lord ram and then they start allotting names of people to do all the different services so they allot all the names except hanuman's name in the whole list and sita goes in the evening and gets a sign from lord ram on it you know so ram understands what's happening but he doesn't say anything he just signs it so every time hanuman is coming to do some service there is one devotee standing with a list he says you are not there my service this is you know so practically all day hanuman is not going to do anything so he is getting really irritated you know so he goes to uh, you know mother sita and says what's going on over here sita tells him see we have made a list whose our name is there on this list we follow as it is so hanuman says if there is any service that is not on the list can i do it sita says no problem so she was fully confident that they have not missed out anything so hanuman read the whole list and he said there is one service that is not on this list so sita says which one so hanuman tells when lord ram yawns there is nobody to do chitki like this you know in front of ram's face so can i do that service so she was like you know she didn't know what to say she said okay do it you know so hanuman goes and stands in front of near ram's throne over there in the you know in the court so ram asks him what are you standing here for so hanuman says i have a very important service you know so ram asks what when you yawn i have to do like this like this you know so ram doesn't understand anything he just leaves him all day standing there only in front of ram you know so then it, evening happens and then you know ram is going back to his bedroom hanuman is following him there also so sita is telling what do you come here he's hanuman tells ram can yawn in the middle of the night also i have to be there you know to do like this so sita realizes you know no nothing doing you get out from here you can't you can't be here now so hanuman goes out and he goes to the terrace of the palace and he's thinking what if ram yawns and i'm not doing my seva that will become seva aparadha na so he says might as well i do my seva continuously if he yawns any time then at least i have done my part you know so he keeps doing like this all all night long you know and interestingly below where you know ram is uh, sleeping on his bed over there ram starts yawning and sita is wondering why he is yawning like that you know ram starts continuously yawning and he yawns so much that his mouth remains open con- constantly so sita gets scared you know so she goes she runs and she starts calling everybody and something has happened something is wrong with lord ram can you imagine his mouth is open constantly you know and then finally they call vashishta the guru to find out what's happening you know and vashishta looks at ram yawning like that he says where is hanuman and then you know somebody goes and find hanuman doing like this like this in the terrace you know over there you know so the interesting thing that the acharya has explained is that there is such an intimate connection between the lord and his devotee one is when the lord yawns hanuman does this but the other is when hanuman does this lord yawns you know so that's the connection between the lord and his devotee there's such an intimate connection that practically um, the reciprocation is you know, on a continuous basis and therefore when we look at personalities like hanuman ji and we look at the way in which they serve the lord the intensity with which they serve that really makes them very special i'll end with a very interesting story of uh, of hanuman ji which really shows his greatness and his connection with lord ram one time narad muni he came to um, uh, meet hanuman ji and he told hanuman ji that uh, my dear hanuman there are so many devotees of the lord 
of all the thousands of devotees of the lord whom do you think is most dear to lord ram hanuman ji says why do we have to think why don't you go and look in his diary you know lord ram has a diary you look in it the list of devotees is there so narad muni goes to lord ram and he asks ram my dear lord do you have a diary of all the names of devotees ram says lying over there and there is a huge diary over there and narad muni opens the diary the first name is narada so narad muni becomes really excited his name is the first in that list and he reads all the names in that list and in that whole diary hanuman ji's name is not there only so he goes back to hanuman ji and says my dear hanuman i have a good news and a bad news you know the good news is that you know my name is there in that list and it's in the first first name but the bad news is that your name is not there only you know you're such a great devotee how your name is not there in that list maybe you should talk to lord ram so hanuman ji tells him did you see the small diary so narad muni says there a small diary also hanuman ji tells him go and see there is a small diary you know ask ram so he narad muni goes and asks lord ram my dear lord do you have a small diary so ram actually takes it out from near his heart and gives it to narad muni narad muni opens the diary in that small diary first name is hanuman and in that diary narad muni's name is not there only so narad muni gets really confused he asks ram what is going on here in you know, a small diary big diary some names here some names there so ram explains the big diary contains the names of all those devotees who constantly remember me and the small diary contains the names of all those devotees whom i constantly remember so hanuman ji is such an exalted personality that you know lord ram is constantly remembering him so the idea is not to only remember the lord but the idea is to actually be remembered by the lord you know so the way we are remembered by the lord is when we are you know uh, showing our enthusiasm to serve but more than that while exhibiting enthusiasm there is a lot of sensitivity that goes into the service therefore shila prabhupad whenever he talks about service he says it should be service attitude it's not just service it's the attitude which you should do the service which really makes us attracted and dear to the heart of the lord so therefore in our humble understanding of you know the ramayan and our scriptures the story is great definitely you know the story is exciting and it's very very wonderful but more than the story what is uh, more important is the understanding of the story the understanding of the mood of the characters within the story and that's what makes the ramayana the mahabharat and all our scriptures really really outstanding and special hare krishna thank you very much <laughs> <clears throat> so we will um um yeah any questions anybody has any questions or comments yes um i loved how you mentioned this point of sensitivity and how even though hanuman is just so so known for his service and so known for for kneeling in the position ready to jump into service but how you showed he was very thoughtful yeah. and and the idea of sensitivity how can i best do this or present this or yeah. speak this and i i just i really that that was one thing that really struck me and how important it is for all of us to to bring that into our into our living yeah and the other thing i loved was um how on a few occasions like lord ram or sita they would ask they would speak something and then say how did how did you feel when i said that hmm. yeah. so again um you've like deepened 
deepened my understanding of them yeah. or their character and that yeah. so much of our exchanges with people is really taking the time yeah. to say, yeah, how did that feel? And, and being able to then learn or see other perspectives. Yeah. So that's, thank you for that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do through the whole uh, Ramayana series because what I've realized is uh, the superficial understanding of the story is very easy. But uh, the character analysis or understanding the depth of each character in the story is so very difficult and so important actually. So these scriptures become much more alive and much more beautiful when you really delve into every character, what they think, what they are saying, what they mean to say, you know, how they are saying it and all that. That makes it really special. And that's why uh, you know, when I'm writing the storyline, it's not just the storyline that I'm writing but also with the commentaries of the Acharyas. The commentary of the Acharyas gives us the mindset of, of these characters, what they're thinking, you know. So that combination is extremely powerful, you know, in terms of our understanding. Right. Anybody else? Any other question or comment? Hare Krishna.